Just taking some moments to settle in together. And sensing your body, just sitting here in the presence of gravity. You might sense the density of the body, the weightedness of the body. How it is to sit with a sense of groundedness. Trust. You being welcomed and your experience being welcomed.
And I invite you to open to the experience of hearing this morning. Aware of sounds inside the room. Perhaps sounds outside the room. Just allow the arising and passing of sound to come to you, received in a receptive kind of awareness. You might notice how sound may be received in a panoramic sense of awareness all directions. The sound arises. It's known and it passes. Awareness receiving the display of sounds. Awareness receiving the silence between the sounds. And within this open, spacious awareness, noticing the flow of breathing, the breath rising up, swelling, and subsiding back down on the in-breath, like a tide lapping the shore. Perhaps the sensations of breathing fill the awareness.
Let the awareness be saturated by the body breathing. As we've been practicing, if another dimension of your experience becomes compelling, you might turn the attention toward it. Thoughts arise and pass not unlike sounds. Emotions bring resonances through our hearts and bodies. And feeling tone is present through it all. The awareness is larger than any experience that passes through. Stay curious. Half breath in, half breath out.
if you're feeling a measure of stability and settledness in your practice this morning, I invite you to see what happens if you let go of directing the attention in any particular way and really allow the attention to direct itself. So letting go of breathing as the anchor and noticing what naturally comes to the foreground, what's naturally known moment by moment. Maybe hearing, heat, thought, contraction, flowing, settling, thought, So putting down a preference for any particular object and letting nature direct where the attention goes. So the attention lands and awareness knows. Mindfulness is present front and center. And there's no willful directing of the attention yet. Phenomena, experience, objects are known. Settling into a spacious, clear, wakeful awareness. Receiving the kaleidoscope of what may be known moment to moment. Choiceless awareness. Attention lands, awareness knows. As you practice in this way, let the awareness be imbued with a quality of affection, of kindness. And at any time, if things start to feel spacey or floaty, just return to the grounding anchor of breathing. The awareness is larger than the experiences 
moving through.
What's being known now? The past is a memory. The future has not yet arrived. Stay curious. The attention lands, the awareness knows.
At, at any moment, if there's a sense of dullness, see how it is to refresh the awareness. Or if you're with a sense of peace or ease, see how it is to widen into that.
I think it's on now. Yeah. Good morning. So th this is a time for comments or questions, um, really keeping it to questions about the instructions or your practice here. Um, thanks, thanks, Syra. Let, let's go ahead. Yeah. I found it very helpful, your instructions to, if you feel really centered or you're anchored in your breath, then to let go and see where you go and to follow. And then if you get a little unmoored, to come back to your breath. And I had an experience I haven't had before, which was I went to some stunning optimism about <laughs> some relationships. How did it present for you, the optimism? Well, I really tried hard. I really was very intentional about holding my thoughts very lightly. Because mm. they always feel familiar. Oh, I know where this is going to go. I know where this is going to mm -hmm. go. And you kept saying curiosity. And I was like, I don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> and I have a mentally ill daughter that her future weighs on me phenomenally heavily. And I think about contingency plans mostly. And, and I let go of that. And then I pictured myself dancing at her wedding. Mm. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. I didn't know that was, that just had never, I mm. just had never gone there before. Mm. So it was just so helpful to, okay, I'm anchored and I love being anchored in my breath. Um, but I let go, kept saying, be curious, and then kept, and I, I have other examples, which I won't share, but it was, it was really remarkable. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. Uh, you know, that malleability and flexibility of like one isn't better than the other, you know, practicing with breath as an anchor is an excellent practice. Practicing with choiceless awareness is an excellent practice. And your insight about holding thoughts lightly, good idea. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Let's come out, um, up front here. If you'll hold your hand up, just, yeah, great. Thank you. So I had a very blissful experience. Uh, and when you talked about letting go, I felt like I was floating really in space. And a couple of things happened. And I'm not sure, I'm bringing them up because I'm not sure if it's my imagination. Uh, but when I've gotten into that state, there is a suspension of my breath. And there's just a lot of light. And I've looked at that and wondered, am I imagining this? or is? But it happens all the time. 
And today, the other thing I experienced was, and I don't think I was moving, but my spine kind of floating on an axis. And I was checking my body just to see if I was moving, but I wasn't. I was in this space um, just of experience. And it just was very touching just to be there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Just allowing, allowing yourself to be touched in this way. And, you know, as, as, um, as we settle and do the practice, all sorts of phenomena happen in the body, lights, <laughs> sensations. And you sound like you were aware of exactly what was happening, and it's not your imagination. But even if it was, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you were aware of it, and you, and you allowed it, and it was known in the space of awareness. And, you know, it's part of just the availability for the practice. You know, sometimes we feel heavy and sluggish and thick, and sometimes we feel light and a lot of different energetic things happen in the body and we don't we don't need to seek it out it's it's like no big deal and it sounds like what happened touched you and so you just get to be in that sweetness of being touched yeah thank you yeah especially if somebody hasn't spoken in the room there are many hands if, Let's, let's go ahead and, and go here. Thank you. Yesterday was a beautiful day. Um, I had many really gorgeous insights around um, the laughable ridiculousness of ego and not taking self seriously mm -hmm. and the felt sense of basic goodness in the body um, and felt myself moving further and further into that absorption right to the evening and going to bed with Syrah's gentle, mm. kind voice mm -hmm. echoing in my head. Mm, nice. Um, and then I woke up this morning unaware that I had full expectations that that level of absorption would be here <laughs> at 6.30. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I had one of the most tumultuous, chaotic, noisy sits at 6.30 mm -hmm. this morning mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of that. And um, all of the stuff that usually happens, happens um, at that moment where, you know, usual self-criticism and, you know, scarcity and feeling rushed and putting a, a muddy brown aura around me, like, do not come near me. You know? <laughs> um, and then I was sitting at breakfast, and the first day here I spent um, kind of aggressively fantasizing about quitting my job. Mm. And then that softened over the course of, of the week, and it was good. Um, and then I was sitting at breakfast, and that same narrative that had softened was back. Mm -hmm. And I was totally in it. Like, I'll mm -hmm. tell them this is what's going to happen. And then... There was a moment of stopping, of shunyata, of like just mind stop. And it was like, 
baby doll. I usually start many inquiries with myself with baby doll, mostly because it's impossible to say something harsh without it seeming ridiculous. <laughs> you know, like, baby doll, you're so ugly. It's like, what? You know, it doesn't make sense. Um, so I was like, you know, baby doll, we're back here. And, you know, um, why are we back here? What's going on? And then, um, yeah, I just um, was sort of overwhelmed with a... Um, with a few things. Um, one, that it feels like the path is a kind of spiral um, in which we have certain kind of material that I think we'll always kind of come back to. But what's so gorgeous about it, about moving through, is that even if the material feels so radically familiar and so, um, yeah, so familiar, there's always a freshness to connect to because we are not the same and mm -hmm. the world is not the same. And That's right. There is a freshness even when it feels so repetitive and That's so right. patterned. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that really came to me was samadhi is not a goal. Um, mm -hmm. Samadhi allows, cultivating samadhi allows for the possibility of that stopping when we are in our most entrenched patterns. Mm. Um, the ability to like stop and act with care and gentleness in the hardest moments. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for sharing your, your insights. And um, baby doll, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a joke, but it, but they say like the worst thing that can happen is having a great day of meditation. <laughs> it's a, it's a joke. It's not actually true, but it's <laughs> but it kind of it's like oh, when you have a great day of meditation or a great meditation sit, like everything else pales, <laughs> and it's a great place to study the mind, right? Because the actual freedom isn't in what kind of experience we're having. The actual freedom is in how, how we're relating to it. And, and you're, in your sharing, you're, you know, you're reporting that. And, and it's true. Also, you're, you're all in it. I mean, you are in this retreat. We are in it. And so it's kind of hard to have perspectives. Like, you're in it. <laughs> and, and that's just the place to be. It's, it's just right. Um, I'm going to just feel into if there's anything else I want to add right there. Your, your sharing kind of spoke for itself, but it, it is always fresh. And these patterns that seem the same, actually, over time, the light shines through them just a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And so they, they may be here, but we may not be operating from them in a quite the same, quite the same way. Um, if there's one brief comment, there's time for that. Otherwise, I'll, I'll move on. Let's just go with the person right, right here. Um, thank you. Hi. Thanks for your talk yesterday. So my um, question is about samadhi. Um, so I really liked the way I thought 
it was operationalized, Samadhi, you know, read about it, but um, your talk um, operationalized it in the sense of um, opening of the heart-mind, softening of the heart-mind. Mm. The question I have is that, uh, the you know, in the Eightfold Path, Samak Samadhi, yeah. right or wise Samadhi, yeah. you know, when, you, when they say right action, right speech, mm -hmm. I know what's not right speech, yeah. what's unwholesome. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to what is unwholesome Samadhi? Sure. <laughs> um, a person committing an act of harm deliberately is unwholesome samadhi. Like a person can be very concentrated doing something very unwholesome. And there's, there's collectedness of mind, and it's in the direction of harming. Um, on a lighter note... <laughs> On a lighter note, you know, even when we're practicing, um, when, when, we're, when we're layering onto samadhi practice a whole bunch of wanting and grasping, that's not exactly sama samadhi. I mean, it, it just has a lot of grasping in it. Um, You know, I, I really love, um, I think it's Bhikkhu Bodhi's book, The Noble Eightfold Path. He has a great chapter on Sama Samadhi. You know, there has to be like an understanding that we're practicing Samadhi to serve freedom, which is different than practicing Samadhi to like, I mean, I went through in my own practice a whole time of feeling like I, I really had to put down some of the Samadhi stuff because it was so pleasurable I got stuck in it. And you know, so it's like it was right to a point and then it wasn't right because it wasn't actually serving the deepening investigation and the deepening practice of Vipassana. It was just like its own yumminess, which, which can also be good, but it's, a, it's something to really watch in oneself. It can be addictive. <laughs> yeah. Huh? High-class dukkha. Eugene says it's high-class dukkha. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But it was actually a whole thing of, of putting that down for me, like making a choice to not take that road. So, um, but for the most part, for most of our purposes, samadhi is very wholesome. Don't, don't question it too much. It's pretty much a good thing. It's 99% a good thing in this room. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on here. Um, thank you. So... Uh, today's schedule will be posted um, after lunch. Today we have a full day of retreat together. You are within a momentum of many, many days of practice and really out of an honor of that momentum, the whole team encourages you to practice wholeheartedly today. Keep the kettle on the stove. Um, yeah, don't, don't just like disperse and throw away all of the efforts you've been making. We never know the next time. We never actually know if we're going to have another full day of retreat again. We never know what comes next. So today is precious. You have conditions for, of a full day 
of retreat. In the walking practice, do the walking practice. You might just practice walking through the awareness. You might practice how it is to, if you're connecting with the choiceless awareness practice, to practice that walking, and then if you start feeling floaty, come back to your anchor. But just do the walking practice, and here we are on a beautiful day and a full day of retreat together. Anything to add? Yeah, thank you. Just, and you know, you mean the momentum of... Thanks, Vinny. Part of your practice, it's natural. Um, on the last full day of a retreat, for there to be a momentum of the mind going home, practice with it. Practice with it. Um, because that, that same mind pattern will happen all over your daily lives. So when you feel that momentum of like, oh, what am I going to have for lunch tomorrow? Or, you know, can't wait to see whoever it is or whatever it is. Practice with noticing it. Like, don't just indulge it. See what's happening in your mind. Present moment, here and now, investigate. You're here now. Tomorrow you'll be here now. You're here now. Okay. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.